Welcome back to Let's Go Michigan with Jeff Sloan on WJR. Once again, with a 5,000-foot view of Michigan business and events, here's Jeff Sloan. All right, welcome back to Let's Go Michigan. Now on to a great story, a real gem right here in the state of Michigan. On the one hand, it's a gem because it's a successful business now, recognized as being one of the leading small businesses in the U.S. by the SBA. We'll get to that in a second. But also because it offers those of us in the community and people come from far and wide beyond the state of Michigan, but certainly in southeast Michigan, Michigan at large, to go shop at this store. This is Elderly Instruments based in uh, Lansing. Great store, been around now over 50 years, and as I say, just recognized with a major award. Covering the story, Paula Gardner, business reporter and associate editor for Bridge Michigan. Kristen, I know you're excited about featuring this story. I like a good small business story. I like when we can promote Main Street America. We're going to get to Paula, but I know you always dream of being a tambourine girl in a band. (laughs) Do you think I can buy a tambourine here? You can not only buy the great tambourine, you'll know why it was the best tambourine for you to buy. It'll even maybe show you how to play it. Not that you need any maybe, guidance on maybe. that. It comes naturally to maybe. you. Maybe. I have to go but seek out yes. Lillian. Lillian is yeah. exactly the proprietor of Elderly Instruments right now. Paula, welcome. I have to ask you first, what was it about this story at this time that prompted you to want to write about Elderly Instruments? I wrote about it because somebody reached out to us and told us that Elderly was named the National Small Business of the Year, which I thought was extraordinary, and I also hadn't seen it at that point. And I knew about Elderly. I am not a musician, but I did have family members who used to go there fairly regularly and would talk about it, and it just seemed like it was one of those special types of retail destinations that makes a difference in Michigan. And that is a story that I wanted to tell. And I felt like everything was kind of coming together at that moment to warrant some time investment just to tell the elderly story. It is a great one. The cool thing about this business is people can relate to it. This is musical instruments. You know, it's making music. Not only can they relate to it, but it's cool. You know, making music is a magical thing for sure. And it's so empowering for young people, you know, to be able to go get that first instrument or for someone to go get their 20th instrument, whatever it may be. It's just a feel-good, great story. The family's amazing. The business has been around a long time. I have to share with you and our audience, I was one of those people that got my first instrument, a Martin guitar, six-string guitar at Elderly Instruments, probably in the 80s. So I know the business well, love it, have always appreciated it. Did you get a chance to go into the Elderly store doing the story? Yes, I visited it and got a tour. And I have to say that I can't say enough that I'm not a musician, but I didn't need to be one, I feel, yes. to, to feel the magic as you right. step in. Right. Because there's so much there. And I couldn't even convey in words kind of that unique soundtrack that happens when you're in the store because people are constantly talking about music and instruments in such a collegial way, but they're also trying them out. So you might hear something come from one room and, you know, here comes a banjo, you know, a little riff coming from a different room. And you just know that people are willing to try the instruments and elderly encourages that. So they're picking them up and they're playing them and they're hearing them. And it just creates this sense of creativity, but also a welcoming creativity. It's really true. I don't know about you guys, but I love going to like an independent bookstore, you know, as an experience. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of the same kind of thing. You know, there's a smell and a feel and a history and a magic. You're learning things between the book covers. And and here you're picking up an instrument and making music. And as I say, so empowering. It's really cool. What did you learn about why Elderly was selected as the winner of the SBA program? 
a lot of it was its longevity, but also what it brings to trying to, I guess, adapt and improve operations, but keep its essence. And all of that kind of played out and played into the winning uh, for the SBA. And Lillian Orban, who is now CEO, taking over from her father a few years ago, she told me that before she learned that she won, she had a chance to interact with all of the finalists. And they all kind of shared best practices and their challenges. And she felt like winning was kind of off her radar. It was the chance to talk to all of those small business owners and, and just feel their experiences and have this sense of being a part of that club and learning from them. And then when she won, she felt somewhat overwhelmed, happy. And then she kind of retreated to a corner of the room and, and just kind of absorbed the feelings and, and the sense of what she'd already learned and accomplished by being there. What a cool thing. And I know some of the values behind the stories you highlight in your article, enthusiasm, resilience, community focus, and a commitment to keeping musicians happy. You know, I, I can hearken back to that experience I had in buying my guitar. I walked into that store really looking for a guitar, but having no clue. I was a beginner. I had no clue about what guitar to buy, what were the differences, what were the key things to look for. And I know this was back in the 80s, so it was a while ago, but these kinds of values have been maintained throughout the years, and it's part of what makes it not only a great business, but a great institution, if you will, because they're so focused on keeping musicians happy, getting them started right, getting them educated, knowing that they walk out of there feeling like they really bought a great instrument, whatever it may be. Well, Jeff, aren't those attributes exactly what we would wish for all small businesses? I mean, we would want a small business to maintain that sense of enthusiasm, the resilience, the uh, community focus, their commitment to all of their customers. We are definitely champions for small businesses in Main Street America. That's what we would wish. And those are exactly the words she used on her application. Yes. One of the fascinating things to me about elderly is, you know, when we think about small businesses and hiring, we know many of them have had difficulty hiring over the years. Imagine being elderly instruments and having an opening on your staff for a Luther, you know, or for somebody who needs to be a super specialized musician who's capable of repairing an instrument or appraising an instrument because they have amazing inventory of new and used instruments, and they help musicians appraise them too and set values. You know, it's a business of specialists too. Yeah, it's such a niche market. Such a niche. And, you know, the folks who work there take so much pride in that, but they're rare on their own. Well, and then the fact that they've gotten the right people is a feather in their cap for sure. And again, extends to their whole notion of why they stand out. The professionals that they've been able to amass as part of their team and retain us has really been incredible. I'm curious, in operating this business, since they've done it so well, they've been now recognized by the SBA, but even prior to that, so many great loyal customers for years and years, decades. What is their vision for the future? Is it business as usual? Is there anything new or different we can expect? Or what's kind of the vision going forward for the company? I think the store itself, from what I was able to glean, will probably stay roughly the same. You know, they have some unused space in a lower level, and I mentioned that, where they used to do one-on-one -on -one lessons, kind of in cubicles, and mm -hmm. that doesn't work anymore. So they're trying to figure out what would work in this space, because they do use their entire building. But Lillian's really interested in expanding the audience for Roots Music. 
she's trying to broaden the audience and she's trying to make it feel more inclusive to more people. She's holding events. She's on boards. She's looking at ways to be more than a store, but like a conduit between people and music and musicians and just raising the profile that way of the types of music that their customers play. And I think that's an amazing goal. You know, I think we all came out of the pandemic wanting to have more experiences and like her vision for how a bricks and mortar store can play a role in that is very interesting and it probably served them well. I agree. You know, one of the things that's always a tension in a business like this, elderly met with success relatively early on. There's always a temptation to say, for example, want to expand, expand by going nationally, opening up other locations, you know, franchising, whatever it may be. And that's worked out for many. That's a good strategy proven. But at the same time, when you have that as a goal, the real core essence of what made you great can be lost. And so by them maintaining this location as the primary focus, I think they're able to stick to that essence and maintain it and keep the character of the business and the customer experience in place much better. And I think that's part of why they're so successful and so loved. Yeah, I agree. I think also, you know, one of the reasons small businesses try to expand is to just have more money coming in and, you know, be more efficient with their platforms. She is using like a little bit of AI on the website, not a lot, but like just enough to keep the hands-on work of it a little bit less, a little bit less labor intensive and just driving efficiencies where she can without losing that essence of who they are. Exactly. Well said. Paula Gardner, business reporter and associate editor, Bridge, Michigan. This is a feel-good story. Thanks for bringing it to us, Paula. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We're so proud to have elderly music right here in Michigan. Well, as I said, when we teed this up, Kristen, a feel-good story for sure. You went to Michigan State University. You spent time. In, I did. In these, did you ever go over to elderly? Can't no. say that I did. I yeah. missed out. I wish I would have. I didn't know. I mean, I'm not very musical. Well, you do now. Except for my no. tambourine We're glad she laugh. didn't go because she would have joined a band and yeah. she'd be gone. Right. Yeah. Well, that's true, Mark. She would have run that's away, true. like going running away with, with the circus. But now you know how to fulfill your tambourine dreams, yeah. though. Yeah. El- uh, and did you actually buy a guitar there from that? Not only, truth be told. Yeah. I bought my first guitar there, a Martin six-string guitar. I think it was called a D18, something to that effect. I still have it to this day. But I actually went back and bought a second and a third guitar from them. And I think when I look back on it, there's really no reason for me to buy a second or a third guitar. I just loved the experience mm-hmm. of going to elderly, being amongst those people, being in the mix of those great instruments. You probably met Stan and Lillian. I may have. Oh, my uh, gosh. I feel like we need to go tune your guitars. We need a road trip. I think a road trip is definitely in order. Elderly instrument is a fun trip to make for any of you out there listening, thinking about maybe a new hobby, maybe yeah. a new instrument, whatever it may be. All right. Well, great story. And we're going to run to a break. Back with more in a minute right here on Let's Go Michigan. 